Well, hello everyone. Uh, this is uh, the message for Akron Alliance Fellowship Church for Sunday, uh, January 17th. Thanks for being here. Uh, we appreciate you uh, looking into our Akron Alliance Fellowship Facebook page as well as material on our website, akronalliance.org, where we have a mixture of uh, messages for you to look at uh, that are historical going back into 2020 and beyond. Uh, we appreciate you looking us up, and we just give praise and glory to our Lord Jesus Christ for all that he is doing and what has continued to do for us throughout this entire time and this season of life that we're in right now. Uh, he is to be praised for uh, basically just showing us the importance of looking directly to him for all that he has done for us and all that he will continue to do. Uh, that doesn't in any way, shape, or form take away from or minimize those who lost their lives over the past year and, and this month included uh, to COVID-19. But it does call attention to the importance of recognizing who he is if for no other reason than to give him glory and praise and because he has taken care of our eternity. And that is what is most important for us to see here. It's very easy to get caught up in things that are not going well. And the world would love for you to be held captive by such thinking. I pray that you uh, disdain thinking in those terms and simply look to directly to him uh, for all that he is doing for you that is good and see those things and recognize those things as well too. With that in mind, we're going to get into today's message, which uh, I hope is a measure of looking at God's goodness in all of this and looking at who he is and recognizing that because we uh, had the theme of looking forward to the new year saying that things can only get better. And now uh, this message is going to simply convey that it's going to be all right. And the things that we're going through, it's going to be all right. Let's look to the Lord with a word of prayer and we'll get started. Father, we just give you praise and thanks for this time, for where we are today. It is an extraordinary time. And Lord, we know that there is a lot of evil out there and there are things that are taking place that uh, truly are against you and just want to disgrace you, uh, uh, make Christians feel as though you're not worth following or paying attention to. But indeed, Lord, you are worthy of our praise and glory because of all of the goodness and the things that you have done for us. Lord, we want to be consistent in our faith. We want to make sure that we are looking to you in all things today. We don't want to look at what the world is doing or saying. We want to look at what you're doing. We want to look at what you're saying and pay attention to it. We just thank you, Lord, for this opportunity to be of service for you. We just give you all the praise and thanks in Jesus' name. Amen. When I was a young child... There were occasions when I would be playing outside or perhaps even inside the house and I'd get a scratch or a scrape of some sort. Um, now these are sometimes known as, uh, depending upon where you come from, ouchies or boo-boos. Uh, when I got a boo-boo, which usually meant I was bleeding, uh, I went to my mother for help and she would use some Bactine antiseptic. There's a throwback name for you. And then apply a bandage. Um, the wound would still hurt a little, 
but she would say something to the effect of, it's going to be all right. Her words would take a little of the edge from what I was feeling at that time, and sure enough, my boo-boo would feel all better to the point where I would forget all about it. I can also remember a moment uh, in elementary school where I was in a play and having to sing a chorus in our school auditorium before the entire student body. I remember that I was a little more than apprehensive when the moment to sing would come. I was flushed. I was very nervous. And when it finally happened, I was able to get through the solo with a loud voice and clear notes. When I finished, I felt nothing but relief. It wasn't as bad a moment as I thought it would be. And while I never forgot about that experience, I learned that I could actually survive when standing before a group of people. It turned out to be a good overall experience. Now let's fast forward to today. Our childhood experiences are now dwarfed by our adult experiences, the stresses of life, our work, our families, our children, and our daily encounters with others. They can be pleasant and they can also be at times overwhelming. It is no longer as simple as asking your mother to give you a bandage to fix your ouchie. As adults, we face our stresses in a number of ways, but there always has to be a measure of relief from those stresses. We need to find ways to relax and to get away, and we need to make it happen as often as necessary to keep a balance in your life. Now, how we do this, whether it be as simple as getting some rest like taking a nap or listening to soft music or even just stopping everything and turning everything over to God in prayer, these are all therapeutic ways to relieve the discomfort you are experiencing. At the end of the day, we want to come away from the experience where things are much better than they were before. Note that as we get older, this life circumstance never changes. We also know that we live in a world where many things take place beyond our control. Our nature is to convince ourselves that we are in control because it gives us a sense of security. In reality, we don't control anything. And we can't control anything. Which means many of us live under a false sense of security. When we're faced with moments when things are out of control, it is then where we lose our balance in life. Now what does that mean? Losing our balance leads to moments of fearfulness, anxiety, and even depression. Each of these issues, in varying degrees, if not properly addressed, can become chronic and debilitating. It all comes back to where we must be encouraged by someone outside of ourselves. We must receive comfort and reassurance in the best of times and in the worst of times. And the solution 
is to go directly to Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is the answer to life's difficulties. When we seek Jesus, we want the assurance of his presence and to sense his words. Sense what he's saying to us. His reassurance conveys the essence. It's going to be all right. What does Jesus do through the power of the Holy Spirit to reveal to us what is needed to counter our stressful situations? Well, he reveals his own character. In the same way that we have in developed friendships, Jesus shows us more and more of who he is and shows us how much of a friend he is. In our relationship with him, he shows us his character attributes that reflect how much he loves us. We're going to take a look at this. We're going to look at and draw upon these attributes to reflect upon his goodness as we look to him, have faith in him, and trust in him. And there's one verse that I selected that jumped out at me to look at where it covers a number of Jesus Christ's attributes. Turn your Bibles and electronic devices to Isaiah chapter 9, and let's look at verse 6. Isaiah 9, 6. Now, this verse is a well-known verse for those of us who uh, read the Old Testament uh, to any degree, so we know of it. But this verse gives us an indication, a very strong uh, clue as to what attributes we're going to be looking at here. Isaiah 9, 6 in the New King James Version. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. And the government will be upon his shoulder. And his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Notice in the New King James and the King James Version, Wonderful has a comma and then Counselor has a comma. And we'll see some other versions if we look at those passages where uh, those are drawn together. But I think it's very important for us to separate the two and look at them as they were originally written in the King James Version, because there's a Hebrew word that goes right with it. Um, this prophecy that was spoken of in Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6, of the coming of Jesus Christ, reveals to us a number of his attributes to his very character. And this is where we see the importance of looking to him and understanding not just his character, but his very nature. He's a God of comfort, of grace, and he cares for you. And he has the capability to always make things right for you. As long as you allow him, he'll make it right for you. Let's look at closely at these words that reflect his character. First word, uh, number one, wonderful. Wonderful. Now, the word wonderful in Hebrew is pele. It's almost pronounced like the old soccer player, Pele, uh, which means a miracle, a marvelous thing. Now, this word is referenced 13 times in the King James Bible, and it has consistently referred to Jesus, to God, 
or his amazing works. Either one of those three. He is much more than ordinary. He and his works are extraordinary. And the word wonderful captures the essence of his character. It is beyond all human reasoning and understanding. Wonderful. He is wonderful. Think about that. He is wonderful. While you're thinking of that, turn to Matthew 4, verse 23. Matthew 4, verse 23. And it reads, And he went through all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues and proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom and healing every disease and every affliction among the people. Well, that's not something an average Joe could do. He was teaching and preaching in the synagogues and proclaiming the gospel and healing people. So we saw that Jesus was a well-spoken, dynamic teacher and healed people in his midst and even those out of sight. He is the one who is indeed wonderful. Number two, counselor. It's important to separate the words wonderful and counselor in Isaiah 9-6. Jesus is always available to have a conversation with you. Your prayerful communication with him may sometimes include words of encouragement from him or through someone you may come in contact with. But even without his words or someone's words, the presence of the Holy Spirit brings about a peace that goes beyond our understanding. And I know you've seen that before. In scripture, in much the same way as the wonderfulness of Jesus. Take a look with me, please, at John chapter 14, verse 26. John 14, verse 26. So Jesus is referring to the presence, the entrance, the official entrance, which was coming soon after he uh, notated this. Uh, but the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. Bring what that was said to you? Jesus's words. The Holy Spirit is just going to repeat the words that are being given to you through Scripture and give them back to you for use for recounting as a way to receive a measure of peace as his counsel, as counsel for you. The Holy Spirit who dwells within every believer is a representative of Jesus Christ himself. The great Emmanuel is God with us, which is from Matthew 1.23. And he is our great counselor. This is an up-close-and-personal aspect of the character of Jesus. Why? This is where you have complete communication with him, and you have that whenever you call upon him. He is there for you.
Next, number three, mighty God. Mighty God. Our God is an awesome God. Now, we know the words of this song, and we take them to heart because we know that there are things that have happened in such a way where we can only attribute the success or relief that is experienced solely and directly to God and no one else. God is the one who has done it. It was evident, and there was no other way to explain it. Jesus, our Redeemer, is indeed a mighty God who overcame death for us. Take a look with me, please, at uh, Mark 16, verse 6. Mark 16, 6. This will be from the English Standard Version. And he said to them, Do not be alarmed. You seek Jesus of Nazareth, who was crucified. He has risen. He is not here. See the place where they laid him. Well, that was the moment when we realized that Jesus had risen from the dead. He overcame death just like he said he would. Another verse, Hebrews chapter 1, verses 3 and 4. Hebrews 1, verses 3 and 4. This will be the NIV version. The sun is the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of his being, sustaining all things by his powerful word. After he had provided purification for sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty in heaven. So he became as much superior to the angels as the name he has inherited is superior to theirs. The mighty God taking his place on the throne. After doing those things that were necessary to give each of us the opportunity to receive eternal life. He was exalted far above. Another passage, Revelation 1, verse 8. Revelation 1, verse 8. Another example of the mighty God that Jesus is. Revelation 1.8, English Standard Version. I am the Alpha and the Omega, says the Lord God, who is am, and who was and who is to come, the Almighty. The words are quite clear. The words are there right in the passage about a mighty God. And one more, Deuteronomy 10, 17. Deuteronomy 10, 17. English Standard Version as well. For the Lord your God is God of gods and Lord of lords, the great, the mighty, and the awesome God who is not partial and takes no bribe. Interesting statement to make there. Uh, a lot of the people who were in authority, and you can even make the argument that those same people who have authority today are subject to bribes. Well, those are all human beings. Well, God is making a comparison and saying that you can't bribe him. 
he owns all the money anyway. You can't bribe him. So the bottom line is that he's showing you that he is far above any human reasoning or understanding today. He surpasses all of that. And he says he's the mighty and awesome great God who is not partial. Every man ever created was the same person regardless of they were a king or not a king or a peasant. It's the same person in God's eyes. Number four, everlasting father. Jesus is not going away. He is always present. He is everlasting. He is eternal. The uncreated creator. When people fail us and disappear in moments of uncertainty or even tragedy, Jesus promises that he will never leave us and never forsake us. Of all the character attributes, that may be the strongest one. I think they're all equal, don't get me wrong. But it's all relevant to how you see who Jesus Christ is. And I'll get to that a little bit later. But we need to understand that he is the one who never leaves us or forsakes us. He is always present. He never goes anywhere. He is always wherever we are. Take a look at John 1.1. This verse speaks very clearly as to the fact of uh, Jesus' existence being an eternal existence. John 1.1, ESV version, once again, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Jesus Christ has always been present, and so we can also make a conclusion that the very Word that you read in Scripture is also eternal in nature. It always, it has that quality. Uh, It has lasted for thousands of years as far as interpretation Uh, where it's been passed on to us today. And we always look at God's word as being true because we look at the very true essence of who God himself is. The word was God. The word is God. John chapter 10, verse 30, another passage to look at that reiterates about God being an everlasting father. John chapter 10, verse 30, uh, in the ESV version. It's a very short verse. I, referring to Jesus, and the Father are one. Just given what we've just read in in John 1, 1, God himself, Jesus, are eternal. Their presence has been eternal. They are one and the same, but we need to make sure that we reference both. In the human sense here, when Jesus was on earth, he had to refer to his Father in heaven as his father, and that both of them indeed were one. No differentiation. Colossians 1.16, also the ESV version. Colossians 1.16. English Standard Version once again. For by him all things were created, in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities, all things were created through him and for him. That's the eternal God, everlasting Father, Jesus himself. 
we have a father-child relationship with Jesus Christ today. He is our everlasting father. Ephesians 4, 6. Ephesians 4, 6. One God and one and Father of all, who is over all and through all and in all. Not just eternal in when it comes to time and space, but also eternal as far as the very presence that he has over this world. He is over everything, through everything, in everything. And that's what we need to remember. Again, with such a character attribute, we should never, ever feel lost or forsaken. God is always present and he has made himself known as an everlasting father. Number five, Prince of Peace. Jesus is the one we can go to and find solace in a time of distress and difficulty. He's the one who brings us peace. There can be all kinds of stuff going on around us. But Jesus, with his very presence, his comforting presence, his wonderful presence, can make us realize peace in a time that's very stressful. John fourteen twenty seven is a great verse that epitomizes his peace. John fourteen twenty seven. He says, peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled. Neither let them be afraid. Nothing but words of encouragement. Because he's giving peace because we need peace in a world that can be just downright cruel and evil. So we recognize the need for his peace, and he is the Prince of Peace. John sixteen thirty three. John sixteen thirty three. I have said these things to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but take heart. I have overcome the world. He says these things to us in that we may have peace. Recognizing and stating in the same passage that there will be tribulation in this world. Struggles and strife. Wars and all kinds of conflict. That's the world that we live in. But Jesus is declaring that he has overcome the world. He has defeated Satan. He has defeated the concept of sin separating us eternally from the Father, from Jesus Christ. He overcame death and sin for us. Philippians 4, verses 6 and 7. Philippians 4, verses 6 and 7. 
a very well-known passage. But let's think about it from the standpoint of what Jesus is delivering through this character attribute. Peace. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. Tell God what you want. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. The peace of God. That's what we want. That's what we need. That's what we've been calling out for for quite some time now. And the more you think about it, the more you stop and meditate on his word in this passage, you recognize that he has indeed brought peace in a time of great conflict. Colossians 3.15 Colossians 3.15 And it reiterates what's said in Philippians 4, verses 6 and 7, but now the name of Jesus is included here. And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts to which indeed you were called in one body. And be thankful. Be thankful. A lot of people try to get peace like they're chasing after something and they may never get it because they're trying to approach peace from a worldly view. But here, Christ is saying, be thankful that I'm here to give peace. Be thankful. Jesus' character is unassailable. He is our ultimate source of comfort. It is these character attributes that provide the believer with comfort and rest. Comfort and rest. My wife asked me a question as I was preparing this message. I was thinking about it in my mind and she asked me a question. She asked me, why do I love Jesus? I was in the car at the time, and I wasn't ready to drive off the road, nothing like that. But it really did make me think, and I gave her an answer relatively quick. I love the question because it does make you think. It makes you think about your faith. It makes you contemplate your present relationship with Jesus Christ. I've always felt that it is important to examine and re-examine your faith in Jesus and to make sure that it is as healthy as it can possibly be, be, possibly be. You know, in the past, we've used the term healthy faith and unhealthy faith. And if you want your faith healthy, you always are going to want to examine and re-examine where you are in your relationship with Jesus Christ. Now, when you are confident in your faith, when you are confident in your belief, and as your faith is in none other than Jesus Christ, you are living a life of confidence. No matter what is happening, whether good or bad, you are confident that everything is going to be just fine. That's how you're going to live. And why is that? Well, Hebrews uh, 4 verses 15 and 16 actually allude to this. Hebrews 4, 
verses 15 and 16. Makes you contemplate your faith and contemplate who Jesus Christ really is in your life. Who he represents, what he represents, and what that means to you. It says in verse 15 of Hebrews 4, For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who in every respect has been tempted as we are, yet without sin. Let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace, that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in. We have a Jesus where we are confident that he truly understands everything we are going through, everything we've been through, everything we are going through right now, and everything that we can go through in the future, because he knows who we are. We can have a faith in him with confidence that he truly does relate and understand everything we're going through. Here's a question for you. How often do you call on the name of Jesus? How often? Do you call on him only when things are not going well? Here's a challenge for you and for all of us. Get more acquainted with the goodness of Jesus Christ and look to him when things are going well. Let's be sure to celebrate Jesus in good times and in tough times. It will give you greater appreciation as you experience his greatness. No matter what's happening in today's world, Jesus reassures you that it's going to be all right. His words are faithful and true. Because he is faithful and true. That's from Revelation 19.11. He's faithful and true. Jesus reminds us, because he is wonderful, our trusted counselor, our mighty God, the everlasting Father, and our Prince of Peace, that he is who makes everything much better. With Jesus, it's always going to be all right. Father, we just thank you for your truth. We thank you for helping us to remember the importance of seeking out Jesus and learning more and more about him, getting more acquainted with him as we get older, as we learn from our mistakes, as we learn through issues and events of every day. Lord, you want us to become more acquainted with you. You want us to have a greater fellowship with you. You want us to have a greater understanding of who you are. So that when things do go awry, we can come back to you and you reassure us that it's going to be all right. We thank you for any word of encouragement that you give for us. Lord, we even thank you when you chastise us. 
when you call something to our attention because, Lord, we know you're paying attention to us. Because you love us, you speak up. Because you love us, you tell us what we need to do. And you do so, thankfully, in many ways, with grace and with reassurance. And we thank you for giving us the comfort and the ability to come to you more and more as we become more acquainted with you. Bless us, O Lord. Make us stronger. Help us to see the world for what it is, but help us to see you as our Redeemer. Help us to see the importance of speaking the gospel truth to anyone and everyone who would be in our vicinity who we recognize that you would have us to speak to. We thank you, Lord, for those reminders. We thank you for your encouragement. We thank you for telling us that it's going to be all right. And we give you the praise and thanks in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, thanks for being with us today. Hope you got something out of that. We just give praise to the Lord Jesus Christ for his goodness and what he has been continuing to do for us. And we hope to catch you next time. Thanks for being with us at Akron Wise Fellowship Church. God bless you all.